Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. FM 104's Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalon. Cormac and Saoirse here on Room 104. Let us know how you're surviving in self-isolation. If you are like what we were chatting to Paul, our pun master, a little bit earlier on, a lot of people are now just driving out to supermarkets and just sitting in the cars for half an hour because that's the only other option that you have. Um, We're going to be speaking to somebody now who has done a ridiculous amount on their own. He's a Guinness World Record holder. He has challenged himself to go far and beyond uh, what most people will ever do in a single lifetime. Ridiculous. But the reason we wanted to talk to him this evening is because he has uh, done things like, you know, circumnavigated the globe, has done a lot of solo rowing, has been basically on his own and not been talking to anyone for quite a while. So maybe he can give us a little bit of insights on how to keep yourself sane while you've no one to talk to and uh, really not much to do. So we're delighted to welcome onto the show Erden Eruch. Now, have I have I butchered that or was that okay? <laughs> that's going to do Erdan Iruch. That's that's perfect actually. Oh brilliant. I like that. It's going to do. Yeah, yeah apologies. That's, nice. that's a nice way to put it. <laughs> yes. uh, yeah, you you've trust settled me, on that and we'll, we'll move I live on. in the trust me, I live in the United States and I've had my name butchered in so many ways. <laughs> uh your version was perfect. Oh well we appreciate that. That's very kind and generous of you. And um, you've done a ridiculous amount of I would say challenges or ex- expeditions, but um the, the Guinness World Record has you down for the first solo circumnavigation of the globe using human power. Uh, can you tell us what was that all about? Yes, I completed a journey around the world um, between 2007 and 2012 that took me five years, 11 days to complete. It uh, involved going across the oceans in a rowboat, sea kayaking or uh, walking along the shores or uh, bicycling across continents uh, to complete this all. Uh, It required different modes of travel, depending on the terrain. Mm. And it did require a great deal of time alone, especially on the oceans, because I was determined to do this in a self-propelled fashion. So, yes, I did have to make sure that I remained focused on the goal and... One day at a time, I got through it. Can I ask you, I saw that it lasted for what, five years and 11 days. So for those five years, you're, you're, the only thing you're working on is trying to get yourself around the globe. Like you didn't, did you take any time off? Did you have a month off and just rest up at a beach for a while? Or was it constantly trying to work towards circumnavigating the globe? Well, the nature of the beast is that I couldn't continue nonstop because I had to work around the seasons to be on the water 
when it was safe. Mm. I had to avoid storm seasons. I had to time the seasons just right. So I had the winds and the currents in my favor. And so statistically speaking, I had to control the outcome as best I could before I could launch. So to be able to get that just right, I had to study all the variables ahead of time and then design a route across the oceans and then execute that. So my effort was always in trying to stick to what I had planned ahead of time rather than just aiming for a single destination. So that was this one curve on the ocean that I had designed that I'd have to stick to. Okay, I know obviously on land you're on your own as well, but I always feel like you could come across someone on land, whereas sea you're totally on your own and totally isolated. Was that scary? No, not necessarily. Uh, I, there is really no fear out there. There's no time for fear. If you have thought ahead of time all the things that could go wrong and done a proper risk analysis, then one can develop scenarios and uh, steps to solve all those problems. And so if something goes wrong, then I have a plan of execution that I can uh, get into, one, two, three steps to execute. So I'm always in a problem-solving mode, and I'm ready. And if things don't go according to what I had planned, I can always improvise because I had thought about these ahead of time. So preparation was a big deal uh, before departure. And I wanted to uh, stay as much in control as possible. I always tell myself, I don't need an adventure. (laughs) I need a project that is with as much a certain outcome as possible. But then I can do only so much. I control what I can, and I don't worry about what I cannot control. So there is a great deal of submission as well to the powers that I can't uh, overcome, like the big ocean and nature that is just much stronger than bigger than me. When you were um, when you were on this kind of five-year expedition, this five-year project and challenge, what was the longest time you spent at sea? 312 days. I wow. left from Bodega Bay in California. I was planning to go to Australia, and I thought I could be at sea eight to nine months, uh, but I had a strong La Nina Uh, season during the time that I was at sea, uh, which strengthens the equatorial winds. The northeast and southeast trade winds were blowing stronger than normal. Each time I attempted to cross the equator, I got blown back and basically got stuck in the convergence zone and rain every day uh, for months on end, which was really frustrating. And so I lost control of my destiny, and I had to just work with what I was offered. I ended up north of Papua New Guinea. I missed Australia by maybe 1,500 miles (laughs) (laughs) and uh, reached Papua New Guinea waters. So I went as far as I could with the food that I had with me. We couldn't do – we couldn't achieve a, a, a food delivery to my boat. I was too far from land. And eventually, I sought help from the Philippine fishermen. We picked up the boat just north of Papua New Guinea, off the And did you get sick at all when you were on sea? Or was there any time that you felt that you were in danger? No, uh, there is always a level of threat and danger. uh, Of course, I'm not on uh, solid land. And 
but I cannot worry about those. There is a baseline uh, of worry and trepidation that always exists, a bit of anxiety. But that's no reason for fear, no reason for panic. I need to stay calm and in control. I am the captain of my destiny. I need to make sure that I stay healthy and the boat stays functioning. And as best I could, I try to stay in charge. This is this is ridiculously insane. I suppose we should clarify that you're in a boat, but you're just on your own rowing this boat. You're not in a sailboat or anything. This is just you rowing across the oceans. Correct. A uh, 7.1 meter boat, about a meter 80 in beam, mm. and it's a tiny space. So I have the deck where I step out and row, and then I step up, get into the cabin and lay down, and it's like a little tiny little tent. That's where I would spend the evenings, and that would be my refuge in case of uh, heavy weather as well. And are you someone that likes to spend time on your own while you're here on land usually? Or did you just set yourself this goal to, to do this trip? Well, I am happy in my own shell, certainly on land as well. I am more an introvert than an extrovert. At sea, though, one definitely has to appreciate one's own company. There's no way around that. In, in the first two to three weeks, there's a huge adjustment period. Uh, we are conditioned to have the society around us. There's mm. a lot of stimu- stimulus that comes in. Uh, it's Whether it's the newspapers or the TV or the Internet or the Facebook or whatever, uh, at that time, there was no Facebook. <laughs> uh, so with all this stimulation, we really don't have time for to be on our own, truly. So... When I get on the water and I unplug, there's a bit of a withdrawal in the first two weeks or so, and I'm still on land, I am still connected, I am still pulling away, but then after three weeks or so, then I start adjusting and I start becoming one with the surroundings and I start appreciating the moment a lot more Um, a flying fish or a bird or something that distracts me I am there in the moment and I start living day by day so it is a truly cleansing experience right I mean right now Everyone is trying their best um, to self-isolate and kind of keep to themselves. And a lot of people are working from home. And, you know, people are now going to go probably days and potentially weeks, maybe without seeing anyone face to face. I know we have Zoom videos and and different ways of communicating now Mm. that's different from being on the boat. But like, what advice would you give people to manage uh, in self-isolation? Is there anything that you learned from being on a boat on your own for almost a year in the middle of the ocean that you can translate to today and kind of go, well, here's what helped me? I think we can all frame this very differently and say to ourselves, I have just been gifted this time to myself. I have just been given this flexibility in my daily routine. I don't have to commute. I don't have to do everything that I was stressed to do up to this point. And as long as I have food on the table and I have the company of my family. This is time to catch up. This is time to spend time with the kids. This is time to play fetch with my dog. Everything that you did less of, you can do more of. And while you try to keep up with what little work that 
you can manage during this time. So I think it's a gift. It's all about how we look at it. It's the perspective that we maintain. I think probably getting a routine in place like you would have had, you know, you had a goal set out that you had to achieve. So your mind was kind of focused on on that, whereas a lot of people are at home not working, so they don't have necessarily a routine of getting up early or anything like that. So absolutely having a routine was critical for me to survive out there uh with daybreak i would wake up i would have my breakfast i would row three hours later i would say to myself i'm bored i want my uh, mp3 player i'd say nope two hours later you will get it you have to earn it first uh so always i delayed the rewards to keep myself focused on performance you could play such little mind games uh, while at home as well one can uh, establish that routine and also uh, we can reach out there are a lot of friends that we haven't talked to in a while uh, people who have made a difference in our lives we can pick up the phone and call them and catch up, rekindle those relationships that brings warmth to our hearts. I did that by satellite phone while at sea. I would just think about these people that I hadn't uh, connected for a long while, and I would just give them a call and surprise them. One minute on the satellite phone did wonders to my psyche. Also, as I was saying earlier, that sense of submission to what we cannot control is important. We don't need to frustrate ourselves that the world is coming to an end. We have lost control of everything. Just saying, okay, here is my domain. I can control this and I am a responsible adult. I don't want to spread this virus. So I will stay put so that I, can, I don't catch this virus then I don't become a, an unknowing asymptomatic carrier of this virus. So to achieve that, I will minimize my contact. I'll do my part. And what have I put off until now? I personally was busy uh, sometimes with things that didn't matter. Uh, I had put off a lot of certification. Maritime certification is important to me. I am a licensed captain. I started uh, working on my celestial navigation certifications. I am starting to write a book about all of what I have done, the circumnavigation and its story. So these are things I had put off, but now I have an opportunity to say, okay, I have nothing else to do. This is what I'm going to do. Now I have a goal and I will have to manage my life accordingly. Have you got any other current, uh, I know we're, we're all locked down at the minute, but have you got any current projects or challenges similar to what you did uh, with the circumnavigation on, uh, on at the moment? Or are you just, you know, you're chilling out now that you've you've done what you needed to do? Well, for one reason or another, uh, finding sponsorship has been challenging for me, uh, despite the 14 Guinness World Records that I hold right now, uh, mostly in ocean rowing. I Once I sort out the sponsorship issues, I have three more summits to go climb in my sixth summits project. When I was rocking climbing with Joran Krop, the Swedish adventurer who had bicycled from Sweden to Nepal in 96. He fell and he died. And in his memory, I decided that I was going to travel by human power to the highest summit on each continent, except Antarctica, and climb them. I call that the Six Summits Project. I lost him in 2002. In 2003, I bicycled from Seattle to Alaska to climb Mount McKinley. During my circumnavigation, I climbed Kosciuszko and then Kilimanjaro. I still have Aconcagua, Elbrusen, Everest to go to and climb. So I think, uh, 
either Aconcagua or Everest is going to be the next on my to-do list. I would like to get back on the oceans and demonstrate mastery, if you will. <laughs> wow. I, I, well, have, I haven't done anything. I'm, I'm so lazy. And I just listen to you. I'm like, wow. <laughs> but as well as that, I'm such an extrovert. So the thoughts of, of doing anything like that on my own, even isolating on my own, and yeah. I have the internet, is terrifying for me. So I couldn't imagine going out to the middle of the ocean. You need to bring all the girls with you in the boat. I would. This is have a little yacht. Bring Tara and Dan and the rest of them. And just be like, hey, what's going on? Happy days. God, well, um, that, that, that's unbelievable. I mean, uh, you're halfway through the, the Six Summits project uh, by the sounds of it. And uh, I said working, obviously, when the rest of the stuff carries on. And um, Do you have a website that someone can go and check out and kind of keep track of what you're doing? Sure. ErdenEruch.com, E-R-D-E-N-E-R-U-C.com would be a good place uh, to land to investigate you can always google my name too <laughs> yeah perfect uh, and if you're not um, if you're not in the middle of the ocean somewhere rowing um, uh, you'll be updating that side I imagine over the next while listen uh, Erdan it has been an absolute pleasure talking to you I feel as if I need to go and hike a mountain somewhere um, <laughs> sooner rather than later but thanks a million for popping on and very best of luck with uh, very best of luck with the next couple of challenges that you're setting yourself thank you it was my pleasure to uh, share my experience I hope it will prove Useful. Thank you so much. Definitely. Thank you very much, man. Bye-bye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com.